And we're back with the Bash University live. The JK and Daniel Fennel takeover for segment two. Hey. <laughs> no, man. He's back. He's back. I'll let Pete take it. <laughs> we had, my break was a little longer than anticipated, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's good to be back. Welcome, everybody, back to Bashy Live. What a great deal. We're celebrating the BFLs, uh, you know, the weekend Warriors tournament trail. It's uh, participated in all over the country, and it's been great. We've got three All-Americans on, and now we have the man, the man in charge, the director of the BFLs at Major League Fishing, Mr. Daniel Fennell. Thanks for joining us tonight. Not a problem. Thank you so much, Pete. <laughs> it's been a great year. I love fishing the BFLs. What a, what a great tournament trail you guys put together. Yeah, the deal is, man, is it's been so awesome this season alone. But, I mean, what a great lineage that the BFLs got anyway. I mean, going back through Redman and everything, you know. I mean, these uh, these events are such a pleasure to be a part of, and and we've had an amazing season. So, Well, you know, it, it's, I had an amazing season, and, and one of my favorite parts of this season was seeing – uh, my first, I guess it was Operation Bass, Red Man. I don't remember, yeah, but it was it was it was back in the 1700s, and um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, I, I saw some guys that I fished against that way that event. They 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 love it. They're still they're they're they love the competition. They love the tournament trail that you put together. They've been doing these tournaments for uh, 30, 40 years. I talked to one of the guys at the regional that has been to 29 regionals. Wow. Uh, another one that was at 20 regionals. Uh, it's, it's an amazing, uh, you know, tournament trail that's based in participation. Guys love it. Uh, it. So it's been a thrill. It's been a thrill for me, man. You guys really doing a great job out there. Well, you did. You had an amazing season, Pete. Uh, I didn't ever get to come out and weigh in at any of those, but but we like to keep up. Every every Monday, all of our tournament directors come back. We all operate in one central office, and so uh, so the word on the street was that Pete was catching them this season, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it was great season. Uh, but I got a beef, honestly. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to the All American because apparently I didn't have enough weight. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I wonder if there's anything you can do about that at this stage of the game. We probably won't pull any strings for you on this one, Pete, man. But that is the hardest part about those regionals is you – I mean, we've taken 24 divisions of the BFL. We've boiled it down to the guys who were consistent from the beginning of the year to the end. And then you have to go out there and beat the best from every one of those divisions. And, and not that you don't have the ability to do that, but you know it. I mean, some weeks it's your week, some weeks it's not, you know. And, yeah. and uh, But they are amazing events. But there is no doubt that that All-American, it's one of the hardest championships to qualify for, period, across the board. I don't care which one you're talking about. By the time you get all yeah. those anchors and you call out, you know, the guys that didn't make it, you're definitely dealing with with top class competition at those. Yeah, there's that's a fact. You know, right? These are the guys that uh, they're full time employees, right? They're working 40, 60 hours a week. They're they're out competing, but they're competing on the bodies of water that close to them that they're very, very good at. And yes, it, it 
it's hard. It's it's very hard to be competitive. So I want to congratulate the the six guys that I competed against and made it to the All American. They did they did an amazing job. And uh, down on the Potomac River, it was it, it was it was spectacular to see some of some of the weights that some of those guys brought in. And um, but but yeah, it's, it it is it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet you got to get through. You got to number one, you got to get there. So you got to you got to beat all those guys. Then you got to get to the regional and you got to beat them all. And they some of them have been to twenty regionals in that region, <laughs> and uh, you know to get there. So yeah, it, it's quite but it's quite an accomplishment. But we were looking at some. Uh, I was looking at some stats, some names, and uh, and some of these guys are pretty impressive. Like uh, I'm going to give away one of the questions because I think this is this is a cool stat to talk to you about. Uh, it's six All American champions that have later gone on to become super famous um shaw grigsby 1984 rick Clunt, 1985 joe uh, thomas 1990 clark wendlet uh 1992 stephen brownie 1996 jacob wheeler 2011 mm-hmm. um so some some pretty powerful guys have really got their start with with you guys at the all-american most definitely. And, uh, you know, just going back to the most recent superstar, Jacob Wheeler, you know, I mean, yeah. I was, he did what he did in his high school events and really stepped his game up there. But I, I remember being his tournament director in the Buckeye division or Hoosier division for some of his first events, you know, and I mean, that guy to see how quickly he transcended the game, you know, to go from that, but to see, you know, the all American it can be a launching pad if you want it to be. It doesn't have to be. It, it's a life changer no matter what. You, you claim that All-American title. It doesn't matter what your goals are. If you want to be a pro fisherman, it's a great thing to have on your resume. If you want to re- remain a weekend warrior, like you said out there, it's still, I mean, those are life-changing things for these guys. You're talking about people that come through, you know, $1,100 worth of entry fees in a season, you know, and then to be able to turn that into a hundred grand or like Kimmel right there paid basically 500 bucks for the season. He's got 50 hanging right there beside him. You know, and I mean, It's so it, I'll tell you the truth right now. It is my favorite tournament that we run. I've been fortunate enough. I've ran that event since 2010 and to be able to continue on that lineage of that event is, is a huge thing mm. in my book, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Justin, you know, obviously he won the All-American uh, and has that check back there to, to show it. But hey, hey, the, that check, <laughs> <laughs> the, the other two are new to the All-American. What what advice would you have for guys? I mean, it's got to be a lot of pressure, right? They're going to be doing some things that and participating in an event that's bigger than probably anything they've ever done before. What advice do you have for those guys that are new to it? It's a, it's such a transition from a single day event to learning how to manage your fish in a multi-day tournament is what I really think is the number one key in those deals. You know, you're talking about Mm. guys who qualified for these events, fishing mostly other than our super tournament, one day tournaments, you know, so you can lean on them every day in those. But once you get to this three day tournament format, fish management, just like any multi-day tournament that we run, turns into a huge thing, Pete. Sure. Well, it, it, and it, it's a, it's a big thing. You're, you're absolutely right. Cause uh, the, you see those guys that can come out and destroy them in one day 
but man, to, to be able to be consistent and, and all the way through is, is a big deal. What about the pressures of that? You know, uh, the pomp and circumstance, the, you know, the, the, the bigness of the event that that's, that's gotta be, that's, I tell you, I've been to some big tournaments. That was the hardest thing for me to handle. Yeah, well, for sure. And again, you're taking a huge chunk of the people who qualify for that event have never been thrown or thrust into that scenario. I mean, typically our BFL events are a weigh-in trailer at the, you know, boat ramp location that we're at across the, across the whole season. And then you get there, we've got camera boats, we've got camera guys and the boat with you. Just all those things that can somewhat take you out of your elements. Some mental toughness yeah. is where it comes down to right there. I mean, but the good news is, is you can prepare for that. Okay. I mean, you don't have to go out and fish other multi-day events, but you have to go out there. Even if it's a practice on your home body of water, doesn't matter. You can start trying to figure out, Hey, this is like a game plan. Here's strategy. Here's what I need to do to try to prepare for that as much as possible. Now, once I throw a bunch of camera guys, on top of you, you know, I mean, you can't hold those nerves back if you've never been in that scenario before, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're fishing against that lake that day and against those fish that day. And so that's, that's the constant, no matter if it's a single day event, the all American pro circuit, I don't care what it is. You're still fishing. You got to remember that, that you're still fishing against that body of water and those fish each day. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that can't. I I agree. Between we talked about that earlier, how the what what takes place between the ears often separates the guys at at the top level. And uh, J.K., let me. That's interesting. When you had the cameras in the boat, mm -hmm. how did that make you feel? You survived and and thrived, but did were you were you did did that make you nervous? Did that make you uh, do anything different? It's different for a co-angler, and I'll say that by. Um, it's not your boat and you're kind of sharing space with the cameraman all of a sudden, you know, he's back there with you, his bags all over top of you, you know, he's got wow. a big giant camera bag. Mm -hmm. Um, and your space is just a little bit tighter. Um, I do feel like the pressures of the camera, but thankfully I was, I had one at the Toyota series championship too. So I, I've kind of, I've walked through that. You know, um, they kind of give you reps, too, because they even interviewed the co-anglers at the beginning. I know they probably never used that footage or anything, but it was kind of cool because you got to get the reps, you know, for maybe one day you're in that situation. Um, but I got to be honest, Pete, my first hour of the last, final day of the All-American in Todd Goat's uh, boat was horrific. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I knew the decision that I needed to make off the cuff. Um, and I couldn't find my bag of worms, couldn't find them. And I was kind of frazzled, you know, with the, with just the extra camera guy in the boat, Todd Goads smashing them early. You know, he's catching a very quick limit that day on a really tough tournament. And, uh, you know, it took me an hour to be like, okay, I know I have them somewhere and I'm not catching them on my second guess. And I had put them in the wrong bag. You know, I had like three of those <laughs> missile bags, clear missile bags. And I finally just calmed down, took a drink of water, ate one of my lucky peanut butter balls and said, okay, dude, what, this is the thing you want. You're sure they're here. And I found them in another bag 
picked him up and caught like a three pounder, like almost instantly. And, uh, it took that to kind of calm down, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it got me for the first hour having that camera in the boat. That was, uh, I couldn't think clearly, you know, I couldn't even be like, Hey, check your other bags, doofus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, 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 the pressure has got, it, it's insurmountable at that moment, you know? And, yeah. uh, of course I, I, I can appreciate it. I'm disorganized as a rule, so I can <laughs> never find what I'm looking for, but <laughs> I, I, apparently we all need to get lucky peanut butter balls Pete, it's uh, easy for to our stay, next competition. It's easy to stay organized when all you do is just, you, you just keep it simple. You throw a Senko. You just <laughs> keep one pack in the boat. You're good to go. And well, that's not a knock I, on you at all. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm the same guy. I, I don't know where anything yeah. is in my boat, but if I'm not catching them on one of three things, I'm probably not having a real good tournament. So. Yeah, and, uh, and and obviously, if you listened earlier in the show, I no longer have to worry about drop shot fishing at all. Yeah, um, take it right <laughs> out of the equation. <laughs> it's, it's a it's at the bottom of the lake. So, so we got this big all American man. We're, we're going to be rooting for all these guys. Um, what to, what's what's happening over at the BFO? What do you guys have in store for us in twenty twenty two? Man, we're excited. Again, we're coming off an amazing season. Um, in the 2021 season, we saw a 20% increase in participation. Okay. Wow. And so that's a big jump, man, even for us. Yeah. And, and and it ebbs and tides, you know, just like anything else does. But, and again, not that we give credit to anywhere, but I'll tell you the truth, man, COVID brought a lot of people out of their house and got a lot of people on the water. And <clears throat> with all the coverage, it doesn't matter what you're watching but there's enough uh outdoor fishing coverage now that it's it, it can get you hooked for sure and so we anticipate to have just another phenomenal season coming up this year uh, we've got what i think is a great schedule out there all 128 tournaments that we're going to have <laughs> in pfl for 2022 and uh we've got six tournament directors out there that are going to go out there and knock it out of the park for everybody every weekend and so we're excited for sure to get this season going it's always hard to get the season going when you haven't wrapped up the season that you're working on right now. And, and we do, we've got one event left in the BFL. We've got the wild card coming up uh, over in East Tennessee, Fort Loudon, Teleco Lakes. And after the, it's not this week, but next week, and we'll, ha we'll stick a fork in 21 and, and we're ready to hit 22 wide open, man. Man. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. I saw the trail for my region, which is, is, is a great tournament trail. And the guys, Steve did a great job with us sure. uh, up in my division, really enjoyed working with him. And, uh, and all the tournament directors are just so, you know, they're so phenomenal and they work so hard at what they do. And it's such a hard job. You know, you, it, it must be hard to find the right guy <clears throat> to do that job. Well, like Steve, this is his first year being a BFL tournament director, okay? Now, with that being said, Steve has worked for us for a decade on our Toyota Series crew and on our formerly FLW Tour crew and now uh, Pro Circuit crew. So Steve's been around, and, and, and we like to do that. We like to bring people through the system because then they've been there hands-on. You know, I mean, it, we've learned – all across the way, you'll never make 100% of people happy, okay? I mean, any decision, any schedule you put out there, whatever it is, some people are going to love it, some people won't love it, you know, Great. depending on 
what the intangibles are. But uh, but we've got a great group of guys. Steve, like I say, he's our freshest BFL tournament director, and he went out there and smashed it this year for you guys. And so so that's just that's kind of the standard that we live by. And uh, and I couldn't be more proud than our entire our entire BFL team is amazing. So yeah, you should be, man. I, I got to say something about it too. You know, just looking at it, and you know, I've had a, some good local success i've won been fortunate to win a lot of tournaments but uh the bfls is the proving grounds that's the proving grounds that has changed my life from tournament su success you know i don't know that i'm sitting here with my job knowing who pete glusek is and all that stuff with our even having our relationship without my bfl regional win on uh hartwell and you know winning a couple of regionals and a all-American and, and participating in 50, 60 some odd tournaments over the last six or seven years, you know, that you get to know some of these tournament directors and they, they're such awesome people. They mean something to you, you know, like I got, I love it. Every time I see you guys, you know, and, and Leroy, you know, you, you always remember somebody who gives you a big old check or gives you a certificate <laughs> for a boat, yeah. obviously, but you know, Leroy Hensley and Alan Gray and Brad Callahan, you know, I get to see all the Mike Hale, our guy from Bulldog this year. You know, I've 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 journeyed with those guys. I've come up with those guys, and they've all been they've all been consistent, man. That's the one thing you get out of the BFLs is that consistency. You get a top notch tournament director, and you know, it, it over the years it, it starts to get more and more fun. It's it's honestly like coming home every time I fish a tournament with you yep. guys. And they, and the, you know what, JK, I, I got to chime in on this too. It, they, it's, it's almost like they go slightly above and beyond to make sure that the anglers are not only well taken care of as far, as far as a tournament aspect, but also that they feel comfortable in, in how the whole process works. And yeah. I can speak to this on, on last year before the, before the BFL Super last year on the Chesapeake that I was fortunate enough to, to, to have a good tournament and win, my boat had been in the fiberglass shop for mm -hmm. almost two months leading up to that tournament. So to say that when I showed up at the ramp the day of that tournament, to say I was disheveled and I didn't know what was going on, the only thing I knew was that I paid my entry fees and I responded to the messages I needed to respond to. I didn't know where I was supposed to be, what time, who I was supposed to get paired up with. But you know what? I found somebody with with the with, with the logo on their shirt, and it was like they just directed me in the directions that I that I needed to go. They, your your co angler is going to be over here. You need to be here at this time. You you know make sure you have your 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 kill switch ready to go. Live well, all that stuff. It was so you know welcoming to walk into that environment when I picked my boat up at two o'clock in the morning, the, like the night before yeah, so I, I had that. no idea. I showed up, you know, just like getting to the, getting to the boat ramp was the only thing I was thinking about. And the whole crew of the, the BFL staff, it was just, you know, they were, they were, they were appreciative. They were glad every angler was there. And it just, you know, it felt like, it felt like I was a part of something walking into my first tournament ever, you know, not knowing anyone. So that's shout out to you guys for that. Man, yeah. thank you so much. I've got two points for what you guys just said right there. 
Uh, point one is that if you can't enjoy doing what you're doing with our job, then you're not going to have fun in life, period. Okay. I mean, we are so fortunate to be in the position that we are. I mean, every person that I know outside of fishing, right? When I try to explain to them what I do for a living and how this all works and what's going on there, I mean, it's mind blowing experience to be able to try to tell somebody that this is what you do. <laughs> and so we are so blessed and fortunate on the first end of this that. We get to watch sunrises. We get to see things that, you know, a lot of people sleep through some of my favorite moments in life, okay? And so we're extremely blessed to have the positions that we do. And and so that makes it easy to be able to help you guys any way that we can. Now, also with that being said, point two is that when you do run 128 events a year, you know, you do that for a couple of years, you can turn that into a well-oiled machine, okay? I mean, you don't have to get years and years of experience the way that we throw guys out there on the road to go and run these events. I mean, you can get trained up on the right way and the wrong way to do things real quick. And I promise you, if you do things the wrong way, it only takes one or two times before you got it all squared away. And so again, I appreciate everything that you say for our staff. I, I'll throw out one more thing. So we've got six tournament directors in the BFL, and then we've got 10 teams out there that pull our trailers logistically all across this country for those events. And then we've got 10 or 11 other teams that go in there and fill in those positions like check-in and everything. And I'll just say, uh, since I've got the platform, that I appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. And thank you for all the great jobs that you do out there because you can hear it from these guys right here that we're doing it right whenever people come across with that kind of, you know, when they walk away with that kind of experience, then great job, guys. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, we actually got a couple questions uh, on the message board uh, for sure. you. And there, there's there's some people, uh, boaters and co-anglers, um, that would like to know, if somebody wants to get involved in the BFLs and they want to they want to be an angler or a co-angler, what's the what's the steps they should take and, and how do they uh, get their foot in the door here? Here's the best advice I can give anybody. Read that rule book first. You can find it at MajorLeagueFishing.com and uh, go to the BFL circuit. And before you click on anything else, click on the rules and go over that because we have, you know, the majority of the issues that come up in a BFL are not because somebody is trying to do anything wrong. It's just not understanding the rule. And so step one, read those rules. Step two, if you're not comfortable just like bumping out there and, and going for it, just putting it down, come watch a weigh-in with us. Come hang out with us. Talk to anglers around there. Uh, gather what their experience is overall from those events. But then uh, the next step is if you have zero experience in tournament fishing, our co-angler program is one of the best tools ever for learning, uh, not just what to do on the water, but just learning the whole tournament format, how all that takes place, what goes on, how important is boat check in the morning, how all these things, you know, you got to put all that together, but it all starts at majorleaguefishing.com. And in my opinion, starts right there in the rule book, because that will help you out tremendously. And it's also a guide. It's, it's a path to show you, here's the steps, here's the processes, here's what you need to do. But I'll tell you the truth too. You can also call our office number and every one of our tournament directors. I mean, we, we talk to anglers every day, all day long, and we're there for you to try to help you and lead you any way that you need. So. Well, and I want to just, you know, 
echo that and and say to the people that are new, like all the new COVID people and people that want to get involved, you know, with the sport. I mean, it, it's fun. It's easy. Uh, you don't have to have the boat. You can come and be a co-angler at the BFL. And I've, I've fished with, uh, with so many people that are brand new to it. And uh, they have a blast. They're some of the funnest people to fish with. And, and as, as a boater, we love the guys that are brand new. You might be intimidated. You might think you have to have all this experience and this know-how. But this is the place to get the know-how. Yes, sir. Um, you know, so so don't don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. Get get signed up. Come out if you if you don't have a you can travel. Here's the cool thing: as a co, especially, you can like in my region, we we go to the best bodies of water in the world: uh, Thousand Islands, uh, Cayuga, Chesapeake, Potomac River. You get an opportunity to jump in the boat and fish some of the greatest bodies of water in, in this part of the country and all parts of the country. Um, and, you know, at, at a minimal expense and get some amazing experience with some, some anglers that have been doing it for a while. So, so don't, don't, don't be afraid of that. Just jump in. If it's something you're interested in, or you think you might be interested, give it a try. You know, we, we, we'd love to have you, you know, and I, and I fished with a, a lot of great co's this year. Uh, it was a great experience for me in the BFLs. And, uh, you know, once again, I, I simply hold a grudge against the, the BFLs for just simply because I didn't have enough weight. I didn't get to go to the all American, you know, it's, it's, it's a little upsetting, but <laughs> we're, we're still recovering from it. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a great experience for somebody new and, uh, and Daniel, thank you so much. Thanks you so much for hanging out with us and, and sharing yeah. the, this experience with us and, and uh, you know, anybody can, can join up, go check it out. And uh, we hope to see, uh, well, I hope to see you somewhere out on the BFLs next year. Yes, sir. Well, uh, thanks again. And, um, and Daniel, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be in touch because we really enjoyed our partnership with the BFLs this year. And right. uh, hopefully us at the Bash University can, uh, can, partner with you guys and do something really cool for next year we we certainly hope for that i think we will seems like an amazing matchup guys so we'll be happy to have you anywhere you want to be with us awesome awesome well thank you sir and um and now you know i want to thank everybody for watching and uh really enjoyed it i want to congratulate all of the uh, all american qualifiers for being with us tonight and rich i know uh, i know we've got a few uh items we got to do we got we got to like and share we have a trivia question we gotta we gotta offer up tonight. What do you want to do first? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're not we're not quite wrapping up here yet, guys. So stick with us. We got some awesome stuff that we're going to be giving away uh, towards the end of the show here. And uh, I just want to take a second to remind everybody that guys, the Bash University in the classroom is back. We are headed down to Anderson, South Carolina, Ooh. and Gadsden, Alabama, this yeah. winter to get back in the classroom with the whole Bash University family. And right now, you can get your tickets while they're still available on early bird pricing. That's 25% off on your tickets to come learn in the classroom directly one-on-one -on -one with some of the best anglers in the world. We're going to be in Gadsden, Alabama, and Anderson, South Carolina in the month of January of 2022. So, guys, we want to see you in the classroom. 
come learn with us. It's a great opportunity to take your fishing to the next level. No question. No question. And we, uh, we look forward to joining you guys out there and uh, being back live in studio, you know, JK, it's just, um, it's going to be awesome to be back in the classroom. I'm so excited to get back, see our guys that we haven't seen in person in a couple of years, you know, that we're used to seeing a lot of our students year after year, yeah. you know, I can't wait, man. It's just so much, it's just a different feel. I love our virtual stuff and I look forward to doing some more of that, you know, but uh, something different about being inside that classroom, man. Oh, it's, well, it's an experience is what it is. And, you know, not only are we all learning fishing, but we all share that. And, uh, you know, we get to share that with each other. And some of the, some of the best friends and fishing partners ever have met each other at Bash University yeah. seminars no doubt. over the years. So it, it, it's really cool to come back. Do BTC, do you have a, which, which trivia question are we going to ask? There's so many. You are so over-prepared for this one. <laughs> well, hello there. Which one, which, which one do we go with? Oh, we're going with one? We got, we got a whole bunch here. I thought there was some really good, uh, I mean, I think there's just really good questions that we ought to, we ought to get the content out there. That, that, you know what I mean? I'm with you. You want to, you want to go? Uh, I, I didn't know how you had this planned out, so planned? I'm asking you. All right, so you want me to go through? I'll go to the first one. Yeah. Yeah, get some of this out there. All right. What was the name of the organization that started the All-American and eventually became the FLW? I heard Pete Glusick say it earlier tonight. I know the answer. <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah, I remember. I remember um, I remember we used to get, uh, what were those? Vienna sausages. <laughs> every, every, we get, we get, the, we get the, can we'd register for the tournament's weight line. And we would get like a hat and we would get a can of Vienna sausages when we registered for the tournaments <laughs> under this name. That was a big deal because being, <laughs> being from where I'm from, that was gross. Vienna sausages were like horrible. Yeah. But uh, Twinkies or you something, know, you know, other people loved them, you know. Yeah, it didn't it didn't take the message board long to get this one right. Not at all. And that <laughs> would be Operation Bass. Operation, Operation Bass. Bass. So so nope. so Bri, as we as we move to the to the further questions, they get harder. Yeah, right? did we give away the guild cards tonight and all that stuff? Yeah, so so actually the first question we're going to we're, we're going to be giving away here is uh is is that one and Coach Prince got that question right first Coach. with Operation Bass. But guys, as we move forward through here, uh you know, harder. if you get these questions right, we're going to send you a, uh, a Bash University shirt. And when we get to the last question, uh, the, the first of the the first of the last ones, the hard questions, <laughs> first of the, last. the first of the last, we're going to do the, uh, the grand prize the giveaway. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I love this BTC. This is awesome. Yes. Um, who is the only All-American champion to later be banned from competition Ooh. by the league? How about that? Well, I remember this name. I don't remember is this the, one on uh, the easy infraction. List? It is. You what? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you the infraction. I know what what he was doing. What? <laughs> he, had, he had a scuba diver sitting with bass in a cage. Come on. And he and the scuba diver would be waiting there 
that he would flip his jig in the cage and put he, he you know the coing like it's crazy the guys just literally caught all of his fish on one cast the scuba diver would grab it hook a bass give a special you know tug or something Dude. and and the guy would catch the bass now what about the bubbles from yeah, the scuba what about tank the bubbles he was finally caught because some random homeowner saw a scuba diver climb out of the water and it lo- just looked way too suspicious and uh it got wow. uh, it got one thing led to the next and uh, he got caught and wow. uh, it was a, it, it was a rebreather they i i recall like uh, they have a rebreather system that yeah. doesn't give up bubbles and and it was weird because like you said jk i recall that the, he kept making the repetitive cast to the same exact spot and uh that was one of the one of the giveaways yep uh, and we don't have an answer for that yet man yep. not yet we get the uh youtube uh-huh. facebook i uh i remember um and i don't remember who tried to do this but i remember we got uh, a winner well <laughs> a correct answer sorry sean we'll, we'll send you a t-shirt it's uh tony christian Tony Christian. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Tony Christian sent, but we'll give it to him anyways. Sorry to air yeah. you out. Yeah. So I guess Mike Long and Tony Christian are have, have a bass club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, days. Mike Long was actually one of the first answers submitted. <laughs> uh, that was a terrible negative question, BTC. <laughs> but, uh, All right. And the, then- the next one is, who are the only anglers to win more than one All-American, one of which was mentioned earlier in the show. If you guys were paying attention. Wasn't Tony Christian, like, not like a motivational speaker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what he's doing now. That's the other Tony. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. <laughs> when, when one or more, one more All-American. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about this guy and uh, they were saying that he would spend six months at each All-American planting brush prior to the event. And wow. uh, it sounds, sounds to me, JK, like that's what you guys are planning on doing. Yeah, there's too much work to be done in between <laughs> to get out <laughs> and, uh, and, and plant brush. But uh, I can find everybody else's pretty good with my hummingbirds. How about it? <laughs> No doubt, no doubt they'll. Uh, but it's it's amazing how many guys were up to that. You know, uh, I look at some of these years because I see the years that they won in yeah. the eight in the eighties, nineties. Well, and this guy won. I mean, he he won all Americans. He also made Bassmaster Classic through the old weekend series bid. Uh, I think yep. he made an open maybe so he's fished multiple bassmaster classics as well and uh, he was the brush king you know i can remember i talked to john murray today um who might be in the classroom with us this year what and uh john's one of my favorite uh seminar teachers of all time but uh john was telling me that he got third place in an all-american to this guy and john was fishing brush and he got third place, but uh, he said he didn't plant 
brush, you know? So, but he did something different. He was throwing a drop shot in the brush. <coughs> Excuse me, in the brush. Well, I, I, I have never planted brush, but I got to say, after Ida has scattered the brush on the, the, you know, some of the bodies of water that I fish, Ida. and there's, there's a lot of brush that is on the bank. And uh, I, I, I'm going to get with Riz, and, and me and Riz are going to tie our bass cats to some of this stuff, and we're going to drag it out to about five you're feet. Gonna be sitting, you're going to be sitting behind the steering wheel. <laughs> I see I see what you just did, Pete. Everyone sees it. I'm ready. Let's I'm going to get with the youngest guy we got here. In Let's the, go. In the best shape and make him jump in the water and tie stuff off. I'm in. Hey, I'll, it, I'll it, catch it, him it, off every one of those MFers. <laughs> Let's go, Pete. I'm ready. We'll use, your, we'll use your boat. I'll bring the rope. <laughs> there's some man-sized trees laying all over the bank let's go you know? so, got this right yet no nah, no nobody's got it I right got... but the answers are dean starkey and jeff coble we actually had somebody chime in on the youtube side of things J with jig squad. one of the right answers coble mr mr jig squad so. i i i planted brush one time uh a million years ago with dave for a cooper river tournament back when we were drawing like 60 70 80 90 boats on cooper river it was worth yeah. it we even had a bass boat there one year uh but um yeah i was i was in charge of getting the brush and getting the uh the block and dave was in charge of rope and he screwed it up <laughs> he, he got he freaking twine dude he got twine you know that stuff that's it's all hairy yeah it's twine always doesn't hairy. work nah no yeah twine <laughs> And, and he had a GPS that he hadn't figured out how to use, so we just said, screw it, and started triangulating with less than three points. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then we had a, a, a storm, a flood storm, and it was all gone. Mm. That was awesome. <laughs> Spent half a day I, looking for brush that wasn't there. I, you know, I, I would like to interview the guys that, that do this a lot and how much of their efforts are, are in vain, you know? Like, the brush piles float away, they break apart, the fish never use I'll them. I'll send you a link to the Bass U Live episode we had with them guys, Pete. Dude, there's <laughs> guys who will use a metal hook. Yeah. You think on the juice one day and you wake up in the tournament and your brush is gone? That's because somebody saw you on their brush pile and, and, and dropped that hook down there later and dragged it off. Some guys need there's, side jobs. There's there's guys doing that. Crap. They need they need they need other jobs. What do you got? Yeah. What's the next one, Rich? All right, we're going to uh, this is a medium question, which is harder than the last one. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is uh, well, we'll see. Uh, who was the founder of Operation Bass, which later became the FLW? Who was the founder? And I I know I know this man's name, but I would have never ever been able to get this right. Of course, a Google searcher can probably get it, and they're they're going crazy right now trying to do that. But it's a great question. And BTC, yes, sir. I apologize, but I uh, gave away the next question uh, during right. the interview process. That's okay. That's all right. We'll just skip over that one and go to the first uh, the first hard one for the next one since we already gave that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who? And, and, wow, that one came in quick. What? Matt, Matt G. Matt G with Mike Whitaker. Mike Whitaker, wow. founder of Operation Bass. Later wow. became FLW. Nice job, Matt G. Rest in peace, FLW. 
Yeah. Now, was it ever called Redman? Do we know that? Like, was it was it Operation Bass, but it was sponsored by Redman, and we just called it that? Maybe, maybe that was the Redman's. When was that? Like the eighties, nineties? Yeah, back when, back before, the tobacco companies were banned from everything <laughs> in the world. Right. Yeah. Can they be- honestly used to give you? You'd get a bag of Redman, and you you'd get one one of those cans. <laughs> Here you go, kid. Dip. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you don't need breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> just use this. Here's some pickled yep. meat stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. Really? I mean, we get weenies and red man and skull. You know? Nice. <laughs> but um, all right, Pete. The next, the next, the next one that we go with here from the uh, got to read it twice from right? the from the. The, the rock chalk challengers here uh, of the hard questions is going to be the grand prize. So what? pick which one you pick, which one you go with here. We're going hard. And uh, we're, we're, we're sending it out there. The hard one for these guys. Right. Grand prize. For the subscribers. Okay. On the, on I'm going to go positive. I'm going to go positive. In, okay. I, well, on this question, cause uh, this is, this is crazy. What um, we have the lightest winning weight, which we'll talk about. And uh, we have uh, NFL, tie-in and I'll, we'll talk Ooh. about that after i ask the question this question what is the heaviest winning weight in all american history mm. what is the wow. heaviest winning weight and, and that's um, for a three-day right it's always been a three-day event as far as i know are we looking for the exact weight we might be we here are. a while yeah and Oops. who won it and the lake that he won it on and the year that he won it <laughs> but uh the lightest the winning weight which i could have guessed jk give me give me right off the top of your head where did the what body of water did the lightest winning weight come from well it's either going to be the ohio river or the three rivers ding, area ding 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 ohio river you're right right off the bat 12 pounds yep. five ounces rick lamontine la lamontine uh, West Looks Virginia. like it reads uh, La Mountain. La, La Mountain. La Mountain. Rick the Mountain yep. must have been a giant man. Rick the Mountain. Well, <laughs> this was a giant. This was a giant man. Apparently, what NFL pro uh, defensive lineman competed in the second All American? The second All American. Dang, that's a ways back. Yeah, this is this is way back. He was he was a St. Louis Cardinal. From 1969 to 1979. That's a football team. The St. Louis Cardinals are the baseball team. Atlanta Falcons and St. Louis Cardinals, yeah. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. And St. Louis Cardinals. I missed that part. You got it. He fished in the 26th. He finished 26th. Oh, my gosh. We already got a winner. In the 1984 All-American and was a regular in North Georgia bass tournaments for many years. Who got that? We got a winner for the... For the actual grand prize question already. Wow. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. C Stew. Didn't waste Stew. any time. 66 pounds, five ounces. Who's C Stew? Oh. I don't know. Smoke. C Stew. Way to go, man. That was either either you have an impressive history of bass fishing knowledge or you got really fast fingers and a strong computer to type he's got a good connection yeah you got a really strong connection probably see Stu, well done see that guy's it pays to be a bashu tv subscriber 
I mean, come on. The discounts yeah. alone. Yeah. I had a buddy right. in the DMs tonight. Oh, yeah, I get 35% off for Pilot. Like, what, dude, you got 40 to 50 if you're a Bass U subscriber. Keep mm. cowing. <laughs> no nuts. It's been this way for years, bro. Missile baits. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys, the nation just gave me a discount. Like, come on, man. We got you all year long. <laughs> Knock it off. That's right. <laughs> you know telling me. Knock it off. Oh, my goodness. Knock it off. <laughs> Hey, so so um, congratulations, guys, on on all your wins, and uh, we have a, a Facebook like and share, guys. Last chance, go like and share us, and uh, Riz is going to be picking a winner here real soon. And uh, BTC, I told a story earlier about Aaron Martin's and um, his win here on the Upper Chesapeake Bay, yeah. and how that that you know um, played into uh, what the guys were saying about the St. John's and, and hmm. the bites during the poor tide were missing it, missing uh. it. And he, and Aaron kept saying, I got to wait for the tide. I yeah. got to wait for the tide. And when the tide got right, he smashed them like nobody's business catching a seven pounder, um, you know, on a, on a vibrating jig, I think it was. And, uh, and it was amazing. I'll never forget that. And, um, and I'll never forget this. I fished a thousand islands this year and uh, the partner that I drew out with on one of the days of uh, competition was uh, a observer. What do they call them um, when they're Mar a marshal? He was a marshal with Aaron and we were telling Aaron Martin stories all day. We were thinking about him and uh, we were praying for him and we were, you know, just just with him that day out on thousand islands and uh, telling stories about him. But he, he said, he told a cool story and Aaron, Aaron congratulated him or appreciated him because he knew the difference when Aaron was talking to himself versus when he was talking to the marshal. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could, he could tell the difference and Aaron knew that he could tell the difference and uh, appreciated that. And, That's awesome. And yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. It was it was it was an awesome moment. It's making me a little emotional right now because I'm thinking about the times when I've been in the company of Aaron, and it's always been uh, it's just been great. It's always been great to know him and know know you, Aaron, and um, you know just just wanted want to let you know that we're thinking about you, and uh, sure. all of us here at the Bash University are thinking about you right now. Um, but um, I just want to put I just wanted to say that about my good friend Aaron Martins. I know he's going through uh some tough times. I know everybody knows he's he's battling uh some a lot of medical issues and uh and we just want to let him and his family know that we love him. We think we're thinking about him and uh and he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best that ever did. Yep. 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 One of the nicest guys in it. fishing. Just uh just a good dude, man. Just a kind, pure soul. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Nothing like Agreed. me. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, it's something to, something to aspire to, BTC. You know, Whew. it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. He's he's a lot, but uh, yeah. But it's great. It it, it, it like I said, it's it's great. It was always great to be in his company. I always you always felt yeah. like uh, you were uh, so important. You know, like yeah. when you were with him, he, you know, it, it, he connected with people in a lot of different ways and. Um, yeah, I, I always loved him for that. And, uh, eh, just thinking about, him. just thinking about him and wishing him, wishing him, man, all the best, yes, all indeed. the best, man. Yep. 
we're thinking well about, buddy. Uh, so. Shout out to uh, uh, a fan, fan of the week or uh, uh, Bass U subscriber, Andre Alvernaz. Andre, this is for you. For all the questions I answer for you in my DMs, <laughs> me and Andre have been having fun the last couple of days. And uh, and shout out to Paul Benson, big fan. Paul's a buddy, and uh, love Paul. Always thinking of Paul. Team Paul. Team Paul. That's right. Shout out to Paul Benson. We're th- we are thinking about you too. And uh, and I want to give a shout out to our our boys at Five Alive who had their classic. Um, yeah this this past couple of days and uh the uh eco bass angler finished fourth place in that tournament and um Greg Duran. You, you see, see that Dave? cowan had a big comeback he was like 10th on day one and what he finished second or third he had a he had the biggest bag like a 13 pound bag yeah. on day two saratoga's a stingy 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 water man i mean it's not yeah. stingy you catch you catch a 25 to 25 to 40 fish a day but they're just all less than two pounders you know so for right. eddie cowan to put together you know a 13 something that's uh he was doing something there How about it? yeah eddie's got a history of doing something he's been a yep. super super stud in the in the fishing world uh and, how, how uh, guy dale jr right. made that event dude yeah dale jr i saw him weigh in congratulations <laughs> dale jr Congratulations for making it, man. He 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 busted in. He busted into the lineup in the wild card spot. That's you right. Know? What, a, what a cool deal. Five Alive. I mean, what a what a great club. It's mm. uh it's a hundred and fifty plus members in a club in a yeah. fishing club. Are they fifty? Yeah. If you're in the if you're in the Jersey area, or I mean even beyond, you know, really PA, Delaware. There's PA guys that belong. Yeah, and you're you know, looking for a club to join. I mean, honestly, you know, Five Alive is one of the only clubs in this area that it is. Well, it's actually the only club in this area that you can go fish a club tournament, put in a day of practice. And if you, you know, if, if you do well in that tournament, you will make money, uh, you know, as far as your fishing is concerned. You know, if you have to take a day off, spend gas money, all that they get enough guys at every club tournament. The entry fees are set up right. The paybacks are set up right that you can legitimately fish competitively in a club environment and walk away with some with some scratch on top of of your of your fishing day. So, you know, if you if you're in the area, look them up, join them up. It's a it's a great way to uh Yeah, they paid to, 5 grand for their for their yeah. classic. No entry fee. They have a classic every year. Your lodging is paid for no entry fee, guaranteed five grand to the winner. It's uh, it's, it's pretty solid for a club scene. So appreciate those guys, and it's it's always good to be working with them. And we actually just joined up with a new uh, a new tournament trail that we're going to be uh, tying in with this year with the the Slay Nation boys. Um, yeah. Shout out to our buddy Frankie Poliferone, Pol- aka Frankie Povalone. Um, hey. We're going to be. Uh, displaying with them on their tournament jerseys and their tournament banners this year and uh we're we're excited about that so um shout out to them and hopefully 2022 is going to be an awesome year for uh for all those guys involved with us yeah and if you guys got a club and you guys want to know more about what riz is talking about you can reach out to anybody out here at the best you riz or our customer service thing or whatever yeah, we got PCC, some good- andre albert Real- hit us up <laughs> At really no great fish. stuff. 
club guys out there for sure. Yep. Yep. But we got a Facebook like and share winner here, Pete. Um, we're ready to uh to fire that Brent. off. We got uh we got Brent Freeman um coming in from uh down there in Georgia in uh the professional fish head land. Um Brent Freeman, you are the winner of tonight's Facebook like and share. Thanks for uh supporting the Bash University live podcast. Thank you very much and congratulations. And thank you guys. I uh, appreciate you. I know BTC you had a hard day. Appreciate you being here. Riz, thank you, sir. And uh, you know, JK, uh, congratulations, all Americans. Yes, sir. Nobody's not. surprised. Don't JK, don't worry. You keep getting these accolades. Nobody's surprised anymore, man. We know we we know that you we know that you have what it takes, whether you're in the back of the boat or the front of the boat. So it's uh yeah. no surprise to see you back in the all American from the boater's position, man. And we're 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 yeah. we're we're wishing you well. Yeah, man. And, man, and we are we are gonna be setting up a text chain for you and, and Matt and and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh Mike Reed to all we will we wanna know, man, how the tournaments are going and we wish you the best. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. We're all gonna be following you on the all American. And thank you, Daniel Fennel, uh, for coming on and hanging yeah. out with us. Yes. Uh, we're putting on an amazing tournament trail, and uh, it was gr- it was great. It was great to meet him and and uh, and hear what's going on at the BFLs. Look forward to you know participating again next year. So, awesome. just, Justin, with all the success you've had and and how it just keeps, do you are you starting to feel the pressure yet? Um, what are you are you putting demons in his head? No, I'm just saying, like you know, maybe, maybe, I feel like you're kind of almost supposed to win. <laughs> Well, no, I, I want to say that. I don't think I am. I think, but I do think uh, there's pressure because there's you're representing more than just yourself out there. You yeah. know, I definitely feel okay. that uh, I'm wearing the Bash U flag. You know, I'm, I'm representing us. I, I'm definitely, um, but nobody's out, out, you know, Nobody's outside of a possible bad day or bad tournament or anything. I get that. But, yeah, I, I threw up on the last day, the morning of the last day. Did you I what? I, a, I knew I had a chance to win. Um, even 10 pounds behind or nine or six, whatever, I guess 10 pounds behind like I was, um, I had, you know, I could have had 34, 35 pounds on day one. And that's crazy to say because I've never had a dirty 30. I've never weighed in over 25, you know. But that's what was – that's what bit my – that's what bit my top water on day one. So I knew anything was possible down there. Oh, you know, God. Florida is the land of comebacks, you know, and, uh, and I, and, and I well, knew it was possible and I had nerves and, uh, I made the wrong decision on day three and Matt made the right one. You know, I chased bites and the uh, breakdown, you know, is probably what prevented me from running on, eight to nine miles back down chasing the morning, t- the right morning tide that I figured would be, but I was stuck. You know, I felt that I had to stay up and, and go chase the incoming tide. So I had to d- delay my day. You know, I knew it was very likely that I'd be zero at 1130 like I was, but man, a lot, <clears throat> a lot of what we've talked about um, at Bash U went a long way for me on day three and just saving my, all-american bid you know so without you, did, what, did, you, did, you, did you literally throw up and when did it happen uh before i could 
get in the truck and drive to the ramp. Wow. Gonna get my, you know, and I've talked about it, you know, I've struggled with some anxiety and stuff here this year recently with my, the illness and stuff that's gone on. I battled some, some mental stuff for sure. And I'm open about it and uh, I'm getting a lot stronger and, and I think talking about it helps and, and stuff. And, and, uh, and I think there's just some, something there that uh, it's not like I'm spun out or anything. It's just, I got, <laughs> I basically had to puke just to get myself. Okay. We're good now. That's pretty <laughs> rad, know? dude. I love it. Dude, I love it, it too. I mean, how many, every day, all three days, all, every three more, all three mornings last November of the all American. But I put, pressure on myself to win that one i i wanted that one bad it was close to home i wanted that one bad i mean how many it, it happens how many nfl coaches and nfl players there to go through that same process man it's uh <laughs> it's your so it, it, what it is is it, it's a testament to your passion and mm. your commitment to what you're doing man it's it's that powerful it's that important and yeah honestly when that goes away you're it's time to move on to the next thing you know yeah I hope there's there's not a next thing. I want to I want to be in bass fishing until till the end, man. I I just freaking love it, you know. And it does what? so many positive things for the world. You well, know, our, our group of bass fishermen. It's just, you know, <laughs> I, I I I don't know, man. It's just still we hold we value a lot of special things that are old hat to a lot of people, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and and just a lot. It's a it's a special family. That's what it is. Bass fishing, you know. Well, it, it, well said. And, and in that mm. case, we hope you keep puking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <brother. laughs> That's awesome, man. I I don't know that I could get myself that that tensed up that I throw up, you know. Mm. But yeah. I, I I it's not like I'm doing that. It just is like that's how I wake up. No, I, I know Mike gets like that. He gets so. <laughs> So, you know, so I, spun out when he catches a big one, he throws up. Yeah, you know that's yep. like, that was wrong with you, dude. But know, it's, it's just a, intensity. It's, it's, you yeah. guys admitted it, so I'm. I, it's a little embarrassing Uh-oh. for me, but I don't. I don't go that way. I you go sh- the other way. Fuck it, Pete. Did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody manages their anxiety in their own way. So you shit yeah. your pants. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like we we told this all night live. Got to have a modium AD in the boat, man. That's right. Dude, you better be careful. You might you might get on that Dubwipes pro staff with Gerald Swindle or something. Oh my gosh, that would be a perfect that would <laughs> be a perfect sponsor for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna leave relate. you on know. that that horrible note <laughs> oh that, it was a great show appreciate all you guys <laughs> man what what a way to end the show man yeah, that's man. awesome yeah yeah but, you know it's it's the enthusiasm it's the passion that, that we all share and we love and it's it, yeah. it's it, it's a great sport and we're all going to be at it. PTC, we got to get you out there next year. You yeah, know? I'm going to get out there and shit my pants with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <Come> on. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Pass you. Um, <laughs> man, I can't believe I just said that. But, uh, <laughs> Me either, Pete. I felt there it coming. It I'm I, like, is he going to say he shits his pants? Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's at least half the people are like, me too. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The numbers just dropping. I guarantee you, you are. I guarantee yeah. you. Hey, it is what it is. Thank you guys. Thanks everybody for watching and putting up with all this nonsense. Thank you, Daniel Fennel. Thanks for all for the All Americans uh, that that hung out with us tonight. Of course, you, J.K. and uh, BTC and the Riz. And uh, we're going to be back with another Bash University live real soon. We'll keep you guys posted. And uh, have a great night, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs>